0: Welcome to Jabberwocky Audio Theatre. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you. Visit our website at
1: jabberaudio.com support to learn more or go to patreon.com slash team jabberwocky.
2: The following audio theatre is rated ADPG,
1: so parental guidance is suggested.
2: There has always been a gray area between the just and the unjust, the lawful and the lawless. A nebulous region where the trappings of authority share little crossover with the course of justice. And where those who attempt to shine light into the dark recesses of power are often the least expected. July 2012 After dealing with Las Vegas mobsters and other ambitious criminal elements, former online poker pro Jimmy Harmon has returned to his old haunts in Los Angeles. Having kept a low profile for months, Harmon at last has the opportunity to gain a seat at an exclusive high-stakes game, but only after meeting the approval of player and venture capitalist Anton Kreitzer, as well as film star. Parker Wells.
0: James, this is... Parker Wells. I'm familiar with your work. So what's the verdict, Kreitzer? From what I understand, this will be a level of play somewhat above your usual fare, either at the casinos or online. To be clear, I don't imagine our group would take offense at poor play, but we can afford to be a little careless from time to time.
1: Or oh, take your meaning, but I have spent the better part of the past year rebuilding my bankroll. What good is money if you don't put it to use?
0: Spoken like a fellow capitalist at heart. Our next game is tomorrow evening, the Beverly Palm Hotel. I'll have Farrah send you the details.
2: With his invitation to the exclusive game secured, Jimmy returns home just before sunrise, only to find an unexpected visitor awaiting him. His former girlfriend, Robin, pointing a pistol straight at him. Jimmy. Don't move. Who?
1: Robin? What
2: What the hell is- Shut
3: up! Just sh- shut up. I, I Let me do the talking. I
2: need to know why the hell you're trying to kill me. Jabberwocky Audio Theatre presents Quorum, The Gambler's Tale. Tonight's presentation, All That Glitters, Episode 2. You heard me, Jimmy. Let me be the one
3: talking. No
1: problem. This is me letting you talk.
3: Okay, I just... I just... Why, Jimmy? Why what? Why... Why how come you want to kill me?
1: What? I don't. I I can't imagine why you'd think that. This isn't... Isn't you. Sounds like you've been drinking.
3: So what if I have? It's a free, free Friday. I... I don't... I don't know. That's
1: it. Gun down. Easy.
3: I'm sorry. Just Don't know who to... I
1: know the feeling. Come on. Let's get inside before the neighbors get the wrong idea. Or the right idea. It's probably best if they stay away from ideas altogether. Robin Freeman, my ex. Big part of the reason I moved to L.A. in the first place. Be with her after college. Level-headed, whip-smart, and one of the sweetest, most gentle people I'd ever known. Way out of my league. What she saw in someone like me was a riddle for the ages. But that enigma was dwarfed by the absolute stumper of what could possibly prompt her to pistol-wielding at dawn. Alcohol can definitely change people, but this was a full-on personality transplant. Now, any other time, I'd be thrilled to see her. Today, still more thrilled than I care to admit, but offset by my complete inability to fathom why she'd want to see me, let alone think I'd hurt her. Well, physically, I mean. Our breakup, if you can call it that, wasn't great, but it wasn't hostile. wasn't... Anything, to tell the truth. If I'd known you were coming, anyone was coming.
3: Been worse. I mean, the old place back in San Pedro. Right.
1: Let me clear some space. Sit. You're exhausted.
3: I've, I've been up all, all night. And passing
1: the time with more than a few drinks. Let me guess, your usual Bacardi and Coke? Though probably a little bit light on the mixer. Now, look, I know you didn't mean to point that at
3: me. Maybe I did. How do you... How do you...
1: I know you. Just like you know me. No matter how we left things, I'd never hurt you. Not, well, you know, let alone kill you. I know last time we talked was...
3: Last spring, you called middle of the night from Vegas, where you all of a sudden went, all sad. I call back, don't know why. You go off when I mention dad. Don't let me finish. Then, pfft, ghost. That,
1: okay. Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. I'd have called back, but things got out of hand. And after it all wound down, I just felt...
3: (sighs) I know you probably don't want to kill me. I think. Wait! Is that the paper? Let me take a look. Nothing. Nothing. No. Wait. Here. At the bottom of the page. Dead man story. What this?
1: David Turner, Los Angeles County Office of the Assessor, killed outside his home in what appears to be a hit-and-run accident. Police have no suspects.
3: That's my boss. No, not my boss. A boss. It's complicated. I don't know where to start.
1: Uh, All right, let's take a step back. Hit pause. You're exhausted.
3: But I have to tell you... You
1: will, but you're clearly not at your best.
3: How come you're so calm? I mean, I just...
1: gun? Eh, it's not the first time I've had a friend point a gun at me. At least this time it didn't go off. Long story, it can wait. It can all wait. Here, I'm going to get some clean sheets.
3: I don't want to... I can just You'll
1: feel a lot better after some sleep. Believe me, I'm fine on the sofa here. And you can tell me all about it in the morning, or later in the morning.
3: Thanks, Jenny. You're nice when you're not mean.
1: Despite what I said, no way I'd sleep after that bombshell. But Robin was dead on her feet, and had enough rum in her to blind a pirate. My curiosity had reached foolhardy feline levels, but a few hours wouldn't make much difference. If someone was following her, they'd have jumped her while she was still waiting outside for me. Still, spent the better part of the night looking for ghosts out between the window slats. Went online to try and find more about this Turner guy in the article. County site said he headed something called Roll Services Investigations. If for any more, I'd just have to wait for a hopefully more sober Robin. Crap! No! No! Yes, I'm afraid, but no judgment. Feeling better?
3: More rested. Not better. Definitely not better. Oh! Ow! My head is killing me. What? What time is it?
1: Almost ten. Here you go. Figure you could use a cup of the black stuff. Two creams, two sugars, splash of caramel, right? And here, ibuprofen. So, one hell of a reunion. You up to elaborating? Really?
3: Just like that. Not even a good morning. Nice to see you. Sorry I ghosted you last year.
1: Look, by then we'd already... I'm sorry. I got wrapped up in my own stuff again and didn't want to bring
3: it on you. You know I can always tell when you're lying. It's not... Okay, maybe a little. Just... I'm sorry. You know, this was a mistake. I think I should go. You're the one who came here. Well, this morning I'm figuring out coming to see you was a really bad idea.
1: Since you came pointing a gun straight at me, maybe you weren't too sure last night either.
3: I... What?! Oh Jesus, that's... that's...
1: Yeah, but it's done. Don't worry about it. Just, why don't you tell me what made you entertain what you freely admit was otherwise a bad idea?
3: Jesus, where to start? Uh, okay. started working at the county assessor's office about nine months back. Around that, anyway. After I left the studio job. Mm,
1: I looked them up online. Real estate appraisals, right? Taxes,
3: record keeping... Sounds thrilling. Better than being a D-girl for that lech Peter Devon anymore. Anyway, branch I work for, major appraisals. We do high-end properties, hotels, offices, apartments, commercial buildings, that kind of stuff. Jobs mostly filing, analysis. Same kind of thing I did at Devon's, but way less unbridled misogyny. But I know it's not like I'm important. Anyway, I get this call. Me directly. Not just to the department number.
1: And that's... Unusual. I get calls all the time.
3: Yeah, from all your friends. Because you treat everyone so great. But this was... The number was blocked, and the voice sounded weird. Distorted, maybe? Said to look into the White Bluff Restoration Trust. And before you ask, no, that name didn't mean anything. At least not to me. And why call me anyway? I don't work in investigations. That's role services. Different branch.
1: Where this Turner worked.
3: Right. Except... They said it'd be in my father's best interest if I took care of it. Quietly. Look, I know you and he don't... Anyway, I don't have anything to do with his work, so what was the point?
1: Hoping to blackmail him? Use you to get to him? I mean, not like you'd be motivated to help him politically, so if that's part of their plan, it's not very well thought out.
3: Maybe. But he's mostly in D.C. or back home. Not in L.A. in any case. Why would he care about local assessments? Anyway, I thought I'd at least check, find out what they're on about. If this White Bluff group has commercial property, I can look them up in the land registry database. The call was kind of creepy, but it's not like they made actual threats or anything.
1: Sounds like a safe first step.
3: I had to use my boss's login, but that's not unusual. We do it all the time. It's faster than dealing with government bureaucracy. Their official file says there's some revitalization group reclaiming distressed properties, but nothing on who they are, investors, ties to specific property, Nothing. Could be one person or a whole group, but it's hidden.
1: Hidden? Is that usual? Aren't these
3: public records? If there's some privacy issue, maybe. We'd still have the records, but they'd be secured. Not something someone at my level or my boss's level can look up.
1: So let me guess, you brought it to this Turner guy?
3: To a friend. Kathy works in role services yesterday. Two days ago now, I guess. She's a couple levels below Turner, but they work on investigations together, so it seemed like a good enough in. And then... That.
1: The newspaper article? That could be coincidence.
3: Except Kathy didn't come into work yesterday, either. No call-in. Just didn't show. I tried to call her a few times, but no answer. Nothing. Then after lunch, my boss, Jesse, he doesn't come back to the office. Maybe it's paranoid, but I bring this tip to the investigations team. Next day, the person I give it to and the branch director and my boss, whose login I used, get whatever. What if Turner was poking around the confidential records? From him, they learn who told him. Kathy. And from there...
1: Damn. Okay, okay, that is serious.
3: I left work early, went home, poured a rum and coke, but was afraid maybe they'd follow me. So I grabbed the gun and ran. Okay, gun and the bottle. I was all over the place a while, then tracked you down.
1: Why come to me? Why not... I don't know, the police? Oh,
3: sure. The cops in this town are so known for being helpful. And just what am I going to them with? A weird phone call and a couple unconnected events? In this town, that amounts to your average day. Besides, there was something else. A name the caller said right before they hung up. Victoria Selkovich. She's that woman who used to bankroll you, right?
1: Um, yeah. She was, is, well... Let's just say she's not a nice person, but we came to an understanding.
3: It's not a common name. I figured whoever this caller was, they had to know I'd connect you two, right? By the time it all happened, I wasn't thinking clearly. Started getting panicked, maybe. Drinks didn't help. Started thinking you were...
1: You had... No, it's all right. Mine jumps to some bizarre conclusions under stress. It's no harm done. We can move past it. Remember Pat and Grace used to scream at each other night after night, and they're married two years now?
3: They split six months ago over Christmas.
1: Oh. Okay, bad example. But we're
3: fine. You don't think Victoria's behind this, do you?
1: The killing? Wow. A couple years ago, I'd have said no way. Then last spring, I'd say yeah, definitely. But now... honestly, I don't think so. Now, don't get me wrong, definitely sketchy. Not above roughing people up to get what she wants. My ribs have first-hand experience, but out-and-out murder? Nah, not anymore.
3: Anymore? That's not exactly comforting.
1: She's mostly legit, mostly. I still owe her, but almost paid off. We don't so much talk, but she's been helping me with this... Well, you don't care about that. About what? It's just poker stuff. game. she's been helping me get a seat in. Tonight, in fact. Leftover Vegas business.
3: You think maybe that's what the caller was trying to get me to find? This poker game of hers? Oh,
1: it's not her game. She just has some connections.
3: Sketchy connections.
1: I tell you what. Let's get cleaned up, eat something, then swing over by your place, take a look.
3: No way! That's crazy!
1: I've got some experience with this kind of thing. Trust me, it'll be fine. We'll get you a cool disguise. Apparently, Robin was living down in Palms now. We drove around the block three times. Didn't see anyone waiting parked, perched on a rooftop, no maintenance workers, trash guys, black flower vans. Eventually, we had to call it. Take our chances, hope for the best. I think we're clear. You can sit up straight.
3: You sure? This doesn't seem like much of a disguise. Oh,
1: that's good. I used to think the best disguise was elaborate. Distracting details to mess up descriptions later. That's better nobody notices you in the first place. Hide the obvious features, tuck your hair under the cap, but otherwise, ordinary. T-shirts, sweatpants.
3: Sounds like you've done this before.
1: I've learned from my mistakes. Remind me to show off my Australian accent sometime. Or maybe not. Damn, it's hot. must be 90 out here. All right. The stair's there, and that's the only way up?
3: Yeah. Two apartments up there. Mine's on the left.
1: So if anyone is watching, we could be the neighbors. I guess. Get your keys ready. We head right first, then turn around and hop quickly back to your door. Just in case. Just us neighbors coming home after a day, braving the heat in the park or at the pool, whatever neighbors do. Now, quick, turn around and open your door. And we go close the door. Okay. You go grab a few things. Enough to get through a couple of days, just in case.
3: You keep saying just in case.
1: Sorry. And make sure to pack your laptop or whatever. You might need it to keep investigating. I'll keep an eye out the window. There's nothing moving. It's a good sign. Still best pack quickly.
3: I'm trying. I just hadn't planned on going away.
1: I forget not everyone keeps a bolt bag handy.
3: A what? It's just my little...
1: I mean, I keep a small go bag prepped if I ever need to run out at a moment's notice. <sighs>
3: Oh, in case you need to bolt.
1: Right. Hey, something I forgot to ask earlier. I know why you didn't go to the police, between a general lack of trustworthiness and not having anything real to go on, but why didn't you call your father?
3: We're not... not exactly... in regular contact.
1: No? Oh, hey, that's not because of... Don't
3: flatter yourself. Jimmy, why are you helping me out? I know because I asked, but why? Why really?
1: It's a fair question. Uh... I guess a lot's changed this past year. I mean, it sounds cliche, but I'm not the same person I was. I've got a lot to make up for. And seeing you again, doing right by you is the least I owe. Hey, looks like your voicemail light is on. Might be a good idea to check.
3: Just in case, right?
0: One new message. Friday, 11.38 a.m. If you'd like to make a call, please hang up and try again. Message deleted.
3: End of messages.
1: Hang up. Robocall, probably. No messages from your friend Karen. That's a good thing. How
3: is that good? Well, it
1: doesn't tell us anything about her, no. But if anyone's checking who she called, you're probably in the clear.
3: Okay, I think I've got what I need.
1: All right, we'll head back to my place. I've got the big game tonight, but after that, we can...
3: Who's that? I thought you were watching!
1: I was! I just... They must have walked up while I was... Whoa! Don't panic. You don't need the gun. Give it to me. What? Why? It's probably just the neighbor. You don't want to overreact. Okay.
3: Okay. Here.
1: I'll look through the peephole first. He's just a guy. He's normal. You look. See if you know him.
3: All right. Oh, crap. Stand back. Put the gun away. Um, hi, Lauren. I... I forgot you were coming by. You said this afternoon
4: was good to drop off your jacket. And that slinky mozzy dia borrowed. Not usually a classic R&B
0: guy, but you're right. This is catchy. And I was able to get tickets for the
3: exciting escapade show at the Lento Theater next... Oh. Hello. Uh, hi. I'm Jimmy. Jimmy, Lauren, Lauren, this is Jimmy. I... I didn't mean to intrude. Oh, no, it, it's not... Jimmy's just... The other night was great, really. It's just... Now's not really a good time. Something's come up. Can I call you later? Um, sure. I just thought we were, you know... Seriously, Lauren. I'll call. Yeah, yeah, of course. I get it. I'll... I'll wait to hear from you. And just let me know about the tickets. Uh, nice to meet you, Jimmy.
1: Uh, so... Lauren... He's
3: a reader. Damn it, Jimmy! Don't screw this up! No, I know,
1: but... His name's Lauren.
3: L-O-R. You know what? It's none of your business. I don't want to be rude, but it's been more than a year, Jimmy. You're
1: right. None of my business. Just, I don't know, trying to make things a little less awkward.
3: So now what do I do?
1: Honestly, I think you should go back to work. Just hear me out. Today's Saturday, so you got the weekend. But on Monday, you go back. Business as usual.
4: That's insane. We
1: don't know there's anything to connect this to you. Not directly. Assuming it's not all coincidence anyway. But if there is something to it, you up and disappear, that tips them off. Best to just act like nothing's out of the ordinary. I'll be with you the whole time.
3: Jimmy, I do appreciate what you've done. Really, I do. But maybe it's best if I stay with someone else. Oh,
1: what, this Lauren guy? No,
3: we just... I have a friend. Anna lives in Studio City. You don't have to take me all the way there.
1: No, I I can drop you. She's not a work friend, is she? No, why? I just think it might be best not to mix with work people until you get back. Just call it a hunch.
3: I'll call tomorrow. Check in, make sure everything's, I don't know, safe. I'll think about going back Monday.
1: Didn't take too long to drop Robin off. The 405 was bad, but easier on a Saturday. Took the time to tell Robin the whole Vegas story. The highlights, anyway surprised me how much came flooding back. About Robin, I mean. Like, I'd totally forgotten how damn stunning she was, at least when she was sober and not pointing a gun at me. Now, the thought of her with this Lauren character nagged at me way more than it should have. By the time I left, she was calmer. Still nervous, she'd have to spend the whole weekend just waiting. At least I had the big game to distract me. No turning back in any case. Had a job to do, at least part of which I was halfway decent at, if I do say so myself. Kreitzer's assistant, Farah, had sent me the details. Never been to the Beverly Palm Hotel. Not in my budget range, even my best days. Kind of elegance Las Vegas desperately tries to fake. But no time to sightseeing. I was stepping into the biggest private cash game in LA. A-list Hollywood stars and the rich whales who wanted to be around them. And tonight, a very much out-of-his-element former online poker pro. Tonight wasn't about winning, that'd be a nice bonus, but no, this was laying groundwork. Just had to stay even, more or less. Get to know the players, not take anyone off, taking too much of their bankroll my first night. First of many, if things went to plan.
5: Ah, James Harmon, I presume? Uh, yes, how did you- Margaret Florian, I operate this game series. I'd be remiss if I didn't vet my participants. Do come in.
1: Of course. I know of you, but that's about it.
5: Miss Boyd here will bring you any refreshment you'd like. We have a fully stocked bar. Uh,
1: just Coke for now. I want to keep my wits about me with this crowd.
4: Thanks. I understand completely. Margaret did mention we had a professional coming
5: in tonight. It shows. I'll get that for you right away, sir.
1: Uh, So, uh, the other players tonight...
5: Should be arriving soon, at which point we can make any introductions. Well, as far as those introductions go, several of the players in our circle have a penchant for using aliases to protect their anonymity, particularly those in certain public-facing roles. Though I do believe you've met Mr. Wells there.
1: Briefly, yes. Is the guy with him another player?
0: Oi, who's a bloke gotta kill to cop copper King Lear in this rabbit up, your back?
4: My sincerest apologies. Didn't mean to keep you waiting. What can I get for you, sir?
0: Sir, sure. I work for a living doll. So, how's about a screaming viking? Cucumber bruised slightly.
4: I'm I'm sorry. I'm a bit new here, but I can ask the bartender. I've heard of a laughing sweet, but I'm not sure if that's quite the same thing. Ah, uh,
0: just taking the piss, doll. Just get me a pig's ear. Spot if you can dig up a chango.
5: Ah, very well. I'll uh, see what we have, sir. Um, Mr. Ford. Be back in just a minute.
0: Five gets you Ten ain't a chango inside ten miles of this place.
5: Mr. Ford is an acquaintance of Mr. Wells here as a courtesy, but won't be playing. Now, there is the matter of your buy-in. As you've not established a line of credit, I must insist on- Cash,
1: right. That's what I expected. 100,000, wrapped and bundled. Don't normally carry this much around, but I wanted to make sure I was following the rules. Thank
5: you. We'll bring your chips to the table before we begin. This is a cash game, so you are free to rebuy at any point between rounds. Gotcha. I do hope you enjoy your evening, and best of luck.
1: Thank you very much. Fingers crossed. Margaret Florian was the reason this gathering was so well-regarded. Parker Wells started her managing his regular game back when she was a barmaid at the Adder Club. Didn't know a thing about poker at that time, but she learned fast. Had a head for both the money and the players. Treated the games like catered events. Thanks to her, it had graduated from a seedy basement room at the club to private homes and posh hotel suites. And the Beverly Palm was definitely posh. Elegant decor, marble accents, balcony views over tropical gardens.
0: Ah, Jimmy, good to see you found the place. Yeah,
1: well, it was a bit out of the way. Right,
0: right, oh, uh, Jimmy, this is Ken Ford. Might be working on a picture with me this fall. Uh, Jimmy's a skill player, table dealer at Big Man Kreitzer's last night.
4: Your soda, Mr. Harmon, and your chango, Mr. Ford. I do hope you like it ice cold. Well,
0: well, well, Wonders never
4: cease. We do our best to please. Margaret makes a habit of preparing for her clientele. And of course, we all want to make your experience as enjoyable as possible. Bang
0: up job. Appreciate the coughlink. Could stand to see a bit more of you, darling. What's your name?
4: Boyd. And you are most welcome, Mr. Ford. I'll be here all evening. Don't hesitate to let me know if there's anything else I can get for you. Anything at all?
0: She's a
1: fit twist, eh? Bit tovel on me, I'd wager. Wouldn't have anything to do with the requirements of working in a service role now, would it? Now oh, I can tell. She was... Oh, I get it you downstairs folk, like her, whistling through and all. Ah, uh, Mr. Wells' note about my being a dealer. You are quite observant, my good sir, kudos.
0: Righto. yeah, I have a keen eye. Eh, uh, here, not a lot of folks notice things better than me. Eps in my line, I'm an actor, see? Or soon to be, life experience like mine, be a cinch. Transferable skills and all. Ah, Carl, nice to see you tonight. Uh, Carl Pantuso, Jimmy Harmon. Carl owns Serenity, restaurant in Studio City. Jimmy's. A pro player. Be careful is all I'm saying. A pro, eh? I have to keep my eye on you. I'm sure there's a lot of quality play to go around. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Kenny Ford, just part of the colorful atmosphere. Excuse me. <laughs> Damn it! what is it? Game's about to start. So, Jimmy, Carl, how about John Major while we wait? Friendly game of chance? You lot are into that, right? I have been known to participate in the occasional proposition bet. So, what's your proposition? Got me a century. Dollars, not merry-go-rounds. Game cereals. You put up your own dosh opposite. Peg three digits in a row, this baby's yours. So you're saying if I guess three of the digits in that bill's serial number... No misses. Right. I guess three correctly, I win the C-note. Ready for a poke? Three out of eight. Better and even. Seems about right. Sure, except that's
1: not how odds work. If each of those digits is unique, we're looking at 336 out of 720, just under one in two.
0: Well, if you want to get technical. But chances
1: are not all those digits are unique. With one duplicate, it's about two in seven, two, one in six, and three, one in 12. Obvious. be a sport. And the clincher is that you proposed the wager, picked the bill. I'll bet there's actually zero chance of winning.
0: There's always a chance.
1: Not with only two digits on that particular
0: bill. Ah, You got me. Can't fault me for trying a little penny come quick. Been hanging on to this one for donkey's years. One five five, one one five, one five. Oh, I'm sure it's made you very popular. <laughs> that was damned impressive. Uh, Jimmy, is it? Definitely going to keep an eye on you. <laughs> so, uh, how you boys
1: getting along? We understand each other. So, bad news? The call? Ah, just this associate
0: producer on a picture I did last year has me in on one of his other projects. Panties in a bunch about something, but not my problem. Hey, looks like Anton's here and the rest of the evening's crew.
1: What's say we play some poker? That's what I'm here for.
5: Your chips, Mr.
1: Harmon. And so it began. Just a friendly, high-stakes poker game. But if I played my cards right... Yeah, I know that's cheesy, but give me this one. I might finally find out who really tried to blow me up back in Las Vegas. Killing my friend, Will Archer, in the process.
2: You've been listening to Jabberwocky Audio Theatre. Tonight's production... The Gambler's Tale, All That Glitters, Episode 2 of 10. Produced by Jabberwocky Audio Theatre in association with WERALP, Radio Arlington 96.7 FM, Arlington, Virginia. Featured in the cast were Cameron McNary as Jimmy Harmon, Emily H. Gilson as Robin Freeman, John Glassfeld as Lauren, Laura Rocklin as Margaret Florian, Kevin Murray as Carl Pantuso, Patrick Kirchner as Ken Ford, Daniel Riley Bush as Parker Wells, Tara Garwood as Boyd, Tom Kramer as Tom, Bob Hurley as the racing announcer, and Lydia Kraniotis as the betting window clerk, with additional voices by Liz Christmas and Tom Kramer. Recorded at Tulgey Wood Studios in Springfield, Virginia, with supplemental recording at a variety of independent studios across the region. Music by Brooks Tegler. For specific music information, see our show notes at JabberAudio.com. This week's episode was produced by Bjorn Munson and written and directed by William R. Coughlin. For all the latest episodes and information on Jabberwocky Audio Theatre, visit JabberAudio.com. Com. If you're enjoying Quorum and the other yarns we spin at Jabberwocky Audio Theatre, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts or your podcast provider of choice. Check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash teamjabberwocky for exclusive content and to help us continue to bring you further tales of mysterious suspense and high adventure. Until next time, This is Marsha Renz, saying thanks for listening. And tune in next week for the next episode of Quorum, The Gambler's Tale.
4: Next! Okay, what'll it be?
1: Two dollars on the four
0: to win. Baby danger. Then... Okay, in Race 2, $4 Trifecta Wheel, Five, one, three 3 with 3, 4 with 4, 2 one. That it? For now, yeah, but I'll be back.
2: Hast thou slain the Jabberwock?